Good morning. How are you all doing today? I worship you. I worship you. The reason I live is to worship you. Oh, that really ministered to my heart this morning. Thank you very much for that. My name is Leroy McClure. I am very good friend of Brother Nick. Brother Nick is also my pastor. He's been my pastor for over 30 years, and he's been a blessing to me for over 30 years. Not only have Brother Nick been my pastor, but he also have been my friend. You see, we all have friends, but many times we expect for our friends to do things for us. But there are times when you need to not focus on being the receiver, but focus on being the giver. What is it you can do for your friend? Brother Nick has been a giver to my family for many, many years. We've asked him to come to speak on several occasions. When you think about 20 or 30 years, he probably have been a receiver at least 25 or 30 times over the years. He's been there for us. So when he asked me if I could stand in for him today, you know, I really wanted to say, yes, I can't wait. But I had to be politically correct. I said, let me pray about it. (laughs) See, sometimes we want to be politically correct. It didn't take me long to pray about it. The Spirit told me, call Brother Nick right away and say, you can count on me. The reason is because, see, Brother Nick allows his light to shine wherever he goes. My question to you is, are you allowing your light to shine? My question to me is, am I allowing my light to shine? Some of you I know. Some of you I'm getting to know. It is clear to me that God loves us. But the question is, do we love God? If we really, really love God, we will allow our light to shine. If we go and look at Matthew 22, 37, the greatest commandment, it says to love the Lord with all our heart mind, and soul. And right underneath it is the second greatest commandment, to love thy neighbors as thyself. You see, you love God, love people, and proclaim the gospel. But if you have not loved God, it is difficult for you to love people. Therefore, It's impossible to proclaim the gospel. You see, there must be a vertical relationship with God before there can be a horizontal relationship with people. We're trying to figure out what is going on in our lives. Why is it 
that we have a difficult getting time, a difficult time getting along with our neighbors, getting along with our parents, getting along with our children. Why we have a difficult time getting along with our coworkers? We have Christians fighting with Christians. It's okay if you see non-Christians fighting against non-Christians because that's normal. We must ask ourselves, do we love God? And if we're having a difficult time getting along with people, we must do a checkup from the neck up to make certain that we love God. Do we only love God when it's convenient? Do we only love God when we want something from him? The fact of the matter is, if you live for an extended period of time, you are going to go through some trials and tribulations. Can I get an amen to that? But when we go through those trials and tribulations, we still need to let our light shine. James makes it very clear. Consider it pure joy, my brethren, of the various trials that you may encounter. The testing of your faith produces the testing of your faith causes you to be more perfect, more mature, and more complete. We had a trial in our lives. We've had many, but one that I want to share with you is I have a son named King McClure. King is a basketball player at Baylor University. This is his third year at Baylor. When King was in high school, he was recruited by over 100 schools. Everybody wanted King to come to their school to play basketball and to get a good education. We narrowed it down to six schools. North Carolina, Texas, UCLA, Stanford, Indiana, Kansas, and Baylor. And he went to Baylor. The first week that King was at Baylor, they did physicals. And they discovered that our son, King McClure, never had any physical problems in his whole life. They discovered that he had a heart disease. We're talking about a serious heart disease called HCM, hypertrophic cardiomyopathy, enlargement of the heart. He was told he would never play basketball again. We went to Seattle, Washington. We talked to a cardiologist. They looked at him. They did all the testing. Look at the testing that we brought to him. They said, King, you will never be able to play basketball again. You could grow up to be a young man, maybe 75 or 80, and get to have a nice life, but you won't play basketball again. How can you tell an 18-year-old they can grow up to be 75 or 80 and have a normal life and not get to play something that they love? His mom went to him. I went to him. We huddled up, and he cried. He cried. We prayed with him. 
After we prayed with him, he said, Dad, I know what the doctor said. I'll be back in six months. I said, King, you don't understand what the doctor said. The doctor said you will never be able to play basketball again in your life because you have a heart disease, son. It was devastating. Even when I think about it today, I get choked up. Because here's a young man who's been playing basketball his whole life. And he was told he would never play basketball again in his life. Then they told us, hey, go to another doctor. We went to another doctor in Cleveland. He looked at him and said, yes, you have a heart disease. But with surgery, you might be able to play. When we took our son to Baylor, it wasn't anything wrong with him. Now, all of a sudden, everybody said he has a heart disease. We have to go to God. God, what's going on here? What's going on here? Our son was healthy. You're talking about testing your faith. My wife and I started praying. We started fasting. And we said, God, we surrender all to you. If this is part of your will, we're okay with it. But you have to make us see this is part of your will. As we got to praying, we came across Proverbs 21.1. It says, a king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. And he turns it whichever way he pleases. We gave it to the Lord. They finally got us in over at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. One of the best hospitals in the world. And if you haven't been there, you just need to take a tour. When you walk on the campus, you can tell God is present. You can tell. You can feel it. Here we go in there with our issues, and we saw other people with their issues. We forgot about our issues and started praying with other people. See, that's the way God moves. You think you have issues when you see other people? He will give you the power and allow you to pray for others. We saw the doctor. First thing he said, yes, you have this heart disease. And if my son, the doctor speaking, if he was an art student and didn't play basketball, I would make sure he does this surgery. And he said, and if you do this surgery, I believe you'll be able to play basketball. Now, here you're talking about having surgery on an 18-year-old young man that's supposed to have good health. All of this was hitting us at one time. Dr. Ackerman, the surgeon, the cardiologist, he said, listen, let's go to prayer. You see, all the doctors we've been talking about been speaking over our head with all of this scientific stuff. But when this doctor said, let's go to prayer, see, he was speaking our language. He said, 
When someone dial in and I hang up, or I dial in and somebody else hang up, I say, Doctor, you go ahead and dial in and I hang up. So he got to start in the prayer, and you can tell in his prayer, Dr. Ackerman knew God. He knew God. His light was shining. And we felt that everything was going to be okay because we remember Proverbs 21.1 says, A king's heart is in the hands of the Lord. It didn't say a king's heart is in the hand of man. See, man says one thing, but God says something else. Let me tell you, October the 1st, King turned 19 years old. He was cleared to play basketball. Any player in the country that's playing basketball with an ICD, an implantable cardio defibrillator, it's about the size of a credit card underneath his rib cage. He's been playing for three years, have not had an issue, has played over 100 games, have been on television more than 100 times. But every opportunity when they talk to him, he give praises to the Lord. Let your light shine. No matter what the case may be, let your light shine so that others may see your deed and they will glorify the Lord. That's what it's all about. What about you? There was a little boy. They kept falling out of the bed. He just kept falling out of the bed. So the father asked him, son, why do you keep falling out of the bed? He said, dad, I really don't know. Maybe it's because I stayed too close to where I got in. Are we like the little boy? When it comes to our faith, when it comes to the fact we know if we die today, we are going to heaven. But it's more than just going to heaven. Are we growing? Are we maturing? Or are we still a baby in Christ? Because if we're a baby in the Christ, we're right there on the edge. And majority of the time, our light will not be shining. When people see you, they won't see the fruits of the Spirit. How can you be a blessing to them when you're acting like the people of the world? I really appreciate that, amen, because you know what? That's what I used to do with Brother Nick. I would sit right there at the, in the front because, see, I'm ADD. If I sit in the back, I would be seeing everything else and forget about focusing on Brother Nick. And he loved, I, I had the amen corner. I had the amen corner. God is doing some good work. We need to all learn how to be a CEO, not a president, not a chairman, but a CEO, a chief encouragement officer. We need more encouragers. We need to encourage our young men, our young women, 
our parents, our grandparents, we need to be encouraging. You know, we ought to quit to judge. We will judge somebody in a minute. Some of you probably judging me, trying to figure out what's going on here. It's okay. It's okay. Because, see, I have a story for that. About, about 12 years ago, I remember my oldest daughter was going to school at DBU. And she once asked me if I would meet her friend, a young man named Julian, who's now a pastor. I said, sure, bring him over. He came over. I was out in the yard, working out in the yard. Mr. McClure, I want to know if I can date your daughter. He had this type of hair and long, long. He had tattoos, and he had two earrings. I was bad at judging people. He didn't have one earring. He had two. And you know, Lord help me. I started judging him just just by his outward appearance. But I listened to him. Mr. McClure, can I just want to know if I can date your daughter? I said, hmm. This is what I said. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm here on the pulpit, so I'm going to speak the truth. I said, are y'all going to have sex? He said, no, no, we're not going to do that unless we get married. I said, okay, I like this guy. I, I like this guy. He said, no, I just want to spend some time with her, open the door for her, and be there for her. Okay? And he said, Mr. McClure, how long is it going to take you to do this yard? I said, I'm going to do it today, then I'm going to do it next Saturday. Had my little talk with him, told my daughter that I talked to Julian out next Saturday, out there working. Julian comes in. Mr. McClure, I came to help you. He said, what are you doing? I'm going to help you with the yard. He said, Mr. McClure, you can't do all this by yourself. I said, hmm. Hmm. I did see the, I saw these. I saw the tattoos. But all of a sudden, God is working on me. He's helping me change my heart. We had quite a bit of conversation. Then he asked me if I could come to chapel at DBU. He was going to be preaching a sermon. Mm -hmm. I went, and that brother preached. He preached the word. But what I learned is, Leroy, you got to give up a lot of those things that you thought was important. If it's not unethical, illegal, or immoral, you can give it up. It's all right. Now, because of Julian, look at my hair. <laughs> now, now I'm, st- I'm, I'm still not going to do the tattoos. And I'm still not going to do the earrings. But I'm not going to judge someone else that maybe look a little different than I am. Now, I just started this in July. I'm just experimenting. I really don't know what I'm doing. But those of you that have known me for a while, You know who I am, and you know what I'm about. 
Today, all I come here for is to encourage you. Let your light shine. Don't be around joy busters. We got everybody think they know something and they'll rob you of your joy. When you see those people coming, you either run or you correct them. I walked into one of the drugstores the other day. I walked in there. Good morning, Mr. McClure. How are you doing today? Oh, I felt so good to hear that. Can I help you find something? Walked into the bank. Hello, Mr. McClure. How may I serve you? Those people didn't tell me that they were Christian, but I could tell it was something different about them because they were allowing their light to shine. Now, let me give you another scenario. I was driving through the drive-through of a McDonald's. And once I got up, getting ready to order, the lady said, what you want? I said, welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you, please? She said, I said, what you want? I said, welcome to McDonald's. How may I help you, please? She didn't get it. She just didn't get it. So I was modeling to her what she should do. So I drove up and I said, ma'am, I was trying to tell you this is the way you should do it. Oh, whatever. So I left. Two days later, I came back. I went and talked to her manager, told the manager what happened. I'm not trying to ruin or hurt this girl. I'm trying to make sure that somebody takes the time and hold this young lady accountable because if not, they're going to lose a whole lot of customers. By the way, she is greeting them. What you want? I mean, it makes you not even want to go there anymore. But you know what? If she does not know Christ, should we be surprised? That's why we have to let our light shine because there's a lot of people out there that are dying and going to hell. They haven't seen it done the right way. The Bible teaches us that we must humble ourselves and he will exalt us. God has a plan for you. He has a plan to prosper you, not to harm you, a plan of hope and a future. God has a plan for you. I already know there's people in here right now that I know that are letting their light shine. When I hear about you raising money and you uh, gathering these quarters and you're going over to the, to the laundry place, see, that, that's ministry. You letting your light shine. Everybody have heard of Billy Graham? Billy Graham was known all over the world. On television, been a blessing to many, many, many people. 
But not very many people have heard of Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa received the Nobel Prize, Nobel Peace Prize in 1985. And what comes with that is $200,000. She took that money and she used it to help the poor in Calcutta, India. A businessman gave her a brand new car. She sold the car, took the money, and she went to help the poor. She allowed her light to shine. Love one another. John 13, 34, 35 says, A new commandment I give to you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another, and by this, everyone will know that you are my disciple. If you love one another. How do you love people that you can't stand? How do you love people that you can't get along with? How do you go a year or five years without talking to your mother-in-law? How do you go many years without talking to your sibling? How do you go many years without talking to your daughter or your son? If you are the CEO of your family, the chief encouragement officer, that won't happen. Because, see, you will love God, which means you will love people, and your life just your life will proclaim the gospel. Now, it's easy said than done. There are times when we fall down. We don't have to stay down. Let us get back up. Let us understand just as Psalms is the book to help us get along with God. Proverbs is the book to help us get along with people. Psalms is the book that helps us on Sunday. Proverbs is the book that helps us on Monday. It's there for us. We need to take the time and make it very clear. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We need to take the time, encourage those that might not get it. We need to take the time to appreciate people that are different than us. That's one of the things that I really love about Brother Nick, and I still love about Brother Nick. 
and Sister Carol. Because you see, when you get one, you get the other one too. They are a pair. Those two are one. He really loves people. I ask myself, how can he really do all of this? He really loves people. I had an opportunity as the chairman, as the deacon at Oakville Road Baptist Church to be part of the widow ministry. And part of that ministry is we go out to the widows and spend time with them, talk to them, pray with them, and just kind of see how they're doing. The first young lady that I had an opportunity to visit with was Sister Betty Carter. Anybody out there know Sister Betty Carter? Yes, you, uh, son is back there. And, you know, Sister Betty Carter, I've been knowing her for over 35 years. She was a blessing to me. I go in there and try to minister to her, and before I leave, she has ministered to me. You know, when you get ministered to, you don't just sit there. You feel so good inside where you want to go and tell other people. She was over here at the rehab right here uh, close to McDonald's uh, in that area. I went and visited with her. We visited for about 20 or 30 minutes. When I walked out of her room, I was walking tall. I stopped, talked to another young lady that was there for about 10 minutes, prayed with her, walked away from her, saw a young man. I could tell he wanted my attention. He didn't want me. He wanted what was in me. I gave him some of my time, talked to him. I prayed with him. I talked to about eight people that day. It was all because of one person. It was because Sister Carter blessed me. And I was supposed to be the one that's going in there to bless her. See, that's the way the Holy Spirit moves. The Holy Spirit moves in a way in which you and I cannot explain. He said, just like the heaven is much higher than the earth, so are his ways much higher than our ways. Are you letting your light shine? There's a young man here I've been doing for over 30 years. When we were outreaching in the community, we went by this young man's house. I opened up the door. I told him who I was, invited him to church. This was 32, 33 years ago. This is right around 83, 84, 85. As you get older, you can't remember, though, but you just kind of estimate, Right? He started coming to our church. He has been a blessing to me ever since then. Twice a week, he goes and volunteers for Wheels on, Meals on Wheel. Oftentimes, he goes and, and he um, donates blood, which saves many lives. I've watched him in his life as he goes through trials and tribulation. But I still see that he loves Jesus. 
We talk about those things that are, uh, you know, sometimes you talk to somebody, how you doing? I'm doing fine. And you know they're not doing fine. I asked him, how's he doing? He's going to keep it real. And we talk about it, which means if I need to pray for him, I pray for him. He asked me how I'm doing. I keep it real. If he needs to pray for me, he'll pray for me. We need to get real with people. When we love God, we will love people. We won't be pretentious. We will get on their level and love them no matter what. No matter what. I know a young lady. She's in college. 19 years of age. She goes to two different families over in Oak Cliff, over in West Dallas, and she picks up kids. And she takes them to church over at ORBC every Wednesday. Not only does she pick them up, but she brings them to her house. She feeds them. She's only 19 years old. She loves up on them. She makes certain they go to other church activity. She even goes to their school. If they're acting up in class, the principal calls her. And if it's a little bit too much for her, she calls the youth director. Only 19 years old. One family is Hispanic. The other family is African American. The one family, Hispanic, two-bedroom duplex. 19 people living in there. This young lady goes there every week. The other family, the African-American family, two sisters, they're having some challenging situation because the mother is in prison and the mother is in prison because the mother murdered their sibling. A 19-year-old young lady. Are you letting your light shine like that? We have all these excuses. I have them. You have them. This young lady happens to be my daughter, Princess. You see, everybody know about King. He's on TV all the time. But not many people know about princess. She does that because she has Jesus in her heart and she allows her light to shine. It's just like, you see, Billy Graham. Everybody know about Billy Graham. But not many people know about Mother Teresa. 
we as parents, we as leaders, we as chief executive officers, we have to model the behavior that we expect. We have to inspect what we expect. If we don't, no wonder our children are out there doing everything they want to do. No wonder. If mom and dad is not allowing their light to shine, why would the kids allow their light to shine? When I first met Brother Nick, I was not the person that I am today. Yes, I was a Christian. If I died, I knew without a shadow of doubt I was going to go to heaven. I was one of those takers. I was one of those that were learning about Christ. But Brother Nick made certain that I not just learned about Christ, but I grew in Christ. That I got to know him and I started maturing as a Christian. And he said one day, Leroy, while the church is helping you, one day you will be helping the church. One day. You will be giving back to people. You will be pouring your life into people. I start that at home first. And then I reach out. I reach out. I don't know about you all. But one day. When my name is called. I want the Lord to be able to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Not well said, but well done. Don't all of y'all want that to be said about you? We have work to do. We have a lot of work to do. Let your light shine so that others may come to see your deeds and they will be able to glorify our Heavenly Father. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.